Hi, you're listening to the American Citizens Podcast. I'm John, and I'm talking today with Josh, and we've got some catching up to do because it's been a while since we put out one of these guys, so lots of topics to get to. Josh, first and foremost, man, how's it going with you? It's good, man. It's good. How you doing? How was the uh, how was the hike? Doing is actually nice. Over here in North Carolina, the weather today was great, so I uh, wanted to try to get outside. Um, you know, it was been a pretty good weekend, all things considered, uh, especially after the third consecutive beatdown that City put on a team. So it's been a pretty good week for for City fans so far. Yeah, yeah, it was also a great week for college football. Um, that too. But uh yeah, you know there the city turned in a couple uh of of a the high scoring performances. Um and have looked every bit the part that the preseason pundits and experts thought they would. This is the city I think that people were expecting to see when they went out and spent uh, 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 enormous sums of money to assemble this squad. Not that I give a damn one way or the next, but the fact remains they did spend enormous sums of money. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think, you know, it's fair to say that to start the season off, City were not really playing up to their – best potential uh you know the everton game definitely not the best performance there but after the international break they've just been dismantling teams it's been great to watch yeah but pep guardiola always has those like whether it was at barca or Bayern, there are always those draws you know like that that pep has where it's like huh you crushed in five against Liverpool, but you drew against that team. You know, it's 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 to be expected. I said that Pep Guardiola would do this. If I recall correctly, there was enormous uh, issues with, uh, as far as the fans were concerned with uh, with the uh, lineup for the Everton game, and and that also is sort of what you get from Pep Guardiola um, when when he manages a squad. You get these curious lineups that lead to curious draws. But I, I don't think Everton's that bad. So, you know, it, it, it's the type of team that you're okay with a draw. You, you know, better, better them than, say, Crystal Palace. Yeah, definitely. Although, I don't know, Everton's quality after, you know, they just got blasted by United earlier on today we're recording this on a sunday um and i don't know everton could be kind of circling circling the drain a little bit early on but um i'll tell you what josh let's go ahead and actually since it has been a while since we've been able to talk um let's go back to that liverpool game and as you mentioned it was a 5-0 that i don't know if the final score was necessarily as reflective of the game because as everyone knows there was a red card to Mane he got sent off and before that it looked like Liverpool it was a very much a closely contested game is that what you saw prior to the red card yeah it was setting up to be another Jurgen Klopp Pep Guardiola you know uh attack counter-attack type performance that that fans of of Bayern and and Borussia Dortmund came to expect and was one of the reasons Liverpool went out and got Jurgen Klopp is because he was able to come you know beat top-end coaches like Pep Guardiola um but uh yeah is that red card changed the complexion of things but you know what though it's hard to judge a game based on you know the because what was Mane's red card at? What was it? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven minute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I guessed that off the top of my head, but I also <laughs> kind of had that 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 image imprinted in my brain. You know, it's hard. It's hard not. It's hard to forget a, a those tweets that were flying around when he picked up that red card. 
Um, but, yeah, it's hard to judge a game after 37 minutes. You know, so much of it's still to be played. There, There's still the, you know, in my opinion, you can't really judge a team until the last 30 minutes. I mean, you can, but you can't. It's, it's as we've seen with Pep Guardiola teams and even Manuel Pellegrini teams, the ability to pour it on late is kind of something you count on. It's sort of like – what Pep Guardiola does is the equivalent to what Alabama does. The the object is is to just wear you down with the runs. And and let the talent win out. Yeah. And then, and, and, and you, you let the quarterback or, you know, your, your attacking midfielders air it out whenever you want. And that's those free kicks and, and brilliant passes that you get from Kevin De Bruyne um, and and you just when you get to the fourth quarter of the game or the last thirty minutes, it's just it's an onslaught because you worn them down with the run. Those three and four yard gains or those close opportunities turn into wide open opportunities because it, you know you got tired legs and tired minds at the end of the of the match. So it's it's that's why Pep Guardiola teams pouring it on late isn't a surprise to me it's sort of it's tactical yeah I mean it it was definitely a case where you know Leroy Sonnet definitely his his brace the second goal in the 91st minute that one was probably one that was not really expected I would say because um, I don't know if Sonnet's really hit too many goals from outside but it was just it was a type of game where when you're up that much, why not take a crack at it? And to his credit, he just, he crushed it. Um, top left corner keeper had no chance. Yeah, it was a brilliant goal. And it's like you said, it's sort of, it's sort of like hitting a fake field goal when, when you're up, uh, you know, (laughs) up 30, it's like, why not? You know, it's, these are the things you try when you're up big to, to, to let you know if you have the ability to do it in another big game. And, yeah, Leroy Sané was like, you know what? I'm not really known for shooting outside the box. Let's give myself a reputation for it. And what better way to do it than to just bang it in in the left-hand corner? And And you know what? It was coming in um, right to left, too, which, you know, is exactly what Aryan Robin was was you know sort of famous for, uh, and uh, it was just a uh, it was just a brilliant goal, man. Like all things considered, I know it was one of those garbage time, but it was still gorgeous. And especially given how close the table looks now, City may end up needing every single goal throughout the season. But let me let me talk about one other thing real quick about Liverpool because since that was the oldest game, I figured we can kind of you know get on to the to the game against Feyenoord and Watford. But um, with Liverpool, the biggest takeaway I I got from that game was Danilo Danilo being able to play in that three at the back, holding it down in that center position. What do you think about that? Yeah, um I was mightily impressed. I how how can you not be? Um he was sort of put into that role. Fans were, you know, when Vinny Company went down, it was like crap, here we go again. Yeah. And uh No. I mean, it couldn't have come at a worse time, too. Fans were dreading it. It's coming off the international break. You're going up against Liverpool, you know, who really owned city the last several times that they've played and uh then he's out and then you know Danilo Danilo is 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 thrust into that's what we're going to call him Danilo Danilo um <laughs> that's it this is like Tony 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 you know we, Danilo we, Danilo Danilo we'll just cover all the bases yeah that's exactly <laughs> uh and uh he acquitted himself well. I mean, the guy Absolutely. the guy did a fantastic job. 
and it, 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 it gives Pep Guardiola some comfort. You know, it's like, hey, we don't need to rush Vinny Company back. But I think that, that Vinny getting injured is, is going to – if it, it – City really should have just paid the damn fee at, at the end of the transfer window for a center back. I don't know why that one fell through. After all they spent, that was the one that fell through at the end. But I, I think that it'll encourage them to go out and get cover. That's sort of going to be my takeaway, my last takeaway from the Liverpool game. I agree with that. I mean, I definitely think that Danilo showed that he can play that center role, but City's depth back there is still just paper thin. So I also I, think it's unfair. It puts them in an unfair position for fans to expect that type of performance every time from him at the yes. center back position. Great he's, not a, he's not a natural center back, and he's not always going to have those types of games at the center back position because he's not a natural center back. But that type of performance gives Guardiola and fans the impression, okay, he can do it, now do it every time, and I don't think that's going to happen. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm leery about the, the center half cover. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um even though Danilo definitely showed that he can play that position, I'm with you. I would not expect to see him back there even, you know, two or three more times throughout the year if we can help it. Um, if Pep has a choice, I'm sure he would rather start a true center back. Um, so at the same time, it's nice that we, that City have some coverage back there. It, I, I agree. I think, fans need to maybe hold back the expectations a little bit. But let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit and talk about the mid-table, the midweek game against Feyenoord. Is that, am I saying that pronouncing correctly? <laughs> Feyenoord, I mean, it's, it's, it's what, yeah, Feyenoord, well, let's, well, let's do it. Well, you Dutch. got the, the Dutch connections, right? The ish. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, 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 my family is Dutch. I, I I grew up eating Dutch food and going to Dutch bakeries and speaking a little Dutch, but 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 nothing that I remember. And and yeah, I I'm just taking a stab at it and could be completely wrong. But yeah, let's just well, go with Feyenoord. Well, uh, uh, at the America City Sins, we do not guarantee correct pronunciation. If there's some, never <laughs> that's that's our disclaimer. We mm-hmm. we we reserve the right to mispronounce everybody's name at any time. Mm-hmm. But um Feyenoord, we'll go with that one. Uh the Champions League, a four zero thrashing. No red card in this one. This was just basically your good old fashioned beatdown. Um John Stone scored the header in the second minute and City were really off to the races. So what, I guess, beginning with the the play of City, Josh, what, what did you see out of them that you kind of liked in, in this game? Well, it was just comprehensive. That, that's, that's really what you take away from that game. It was a comprehensive and, and, and thorough beatdown of a vastly inferior team. So it's – it's the college football equivalent is Alabama beating Colorado state, you know, like good team from, from the Dutch league, but by no means a juggernaut in exactly the type of scoreline that you'd expect. So uh, it's good to see that it is the type of scoreline that you'd expect. That's, that's, that's the takeaway here is that, city are doing what they should against teams that they should early on. Yep, absolutely. I mean, that game, I mean, the the Stones goal, you could tell, kind of took the, the crowd out of it, but they were still pretty lively. And Feyenoord had a great chance to equalize where I believe their striker hit it into the, the side netting. Um, I mean, he, he was kind of clear, and I thought that that was going in. Luckily, it did not. But then once Aguero put his in at the 10th minute, the route was on as far as what I could see. Yeah, that's that's sort of exactly how it went down. I mean, 
they they had a chance to equalize it it it, it didn't happen and and that's sort of with with little teams like that that's generally what they get you get one or two opportunities you, that's that's what you're going to get you have to convert them when you get them if you're going to make it interesting and and they weren't able to uh, before City turned in their second, third, and ultimately fourth goals, um, but but the good thing about that game is it you know it it continued the center back scoring and and mm-hmm. it's it's nice to see set pieces and 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 plays offset pieces and and contributions from the center backs that it's it's great to see that kind of stuff it, the city are turning it in in all three phases of the game offense defense and specialty no uh and, and set pieces. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm totally i'm totally joking there um <laughs> It's, but, it's all right. Three three phases of the, of the game. Um, and actually, just just real quick, I, I meant to do that. BT Dub. That wasn't that wasn't a a faux pas. <laughs> I I totally meant to do that. But oh, yeah, uh, yeah, no, no they're we're... they're turning it in in all in all three phases, and 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 that you know that was just the culmination of that against, like I said, a vastly inferior team. Well, I wanted to. You mentioned uh, against Feyenoord the the defense. And I wanted to talk on that a little bit because I think that was surprising to me that, number one, the defense for City was able to just strangle this game. Uh, 72% possession for City yeah. versus the 28. Every time Feyenoord got the ball, City Someone was, was on there. them. Oh, yeah. It was, it was shut down. And they just – they took the game completely out. Uh, fan or tans and really shut the door. The, I was, thought it was interesting watching the game, and there was some commentary afterwards that City kind of fluctuated between three at the back, four at the back, who was pressing forward. To me, I think that this was a game where Pep kind of just gave the directive, you know, if if you're able to get forward, go ahead, because the midfield was just being so dominant. And that's something, again, that I think City are going to need is that flexibility because while it's great now, you know, I'm always concerned about depth and what happens if someone pulls a hamstring, what happens if you know someone just picks up a little nagging injury here or there. So to watch the flexibility and to see City still have a good defensive performance um, by going maybe to a four at the back, that was very encouraging to me. Yeah, it was it was great to see City doing that. What what really you know, you mentioned the three at the back, four at the back and and that's sort of the the, the thing for City is we know that they can play with three at the back. We know Pep's favored formation is that, you know, 3-5-2, but can City play with four at the back? you know, in, in sort of a, a four three three, which fans also think is is a quality formation, but mm-hmm. it hasn't quite clicked offensively with the four three three in until the other day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in just a yeah, second. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll get to, we'll get to the clicking in just a second. But yeah, I think that that was if you know what if you want to talk about that game as sort of the lead up to to the Watford game, I think that gave City a lot of confidence with four at the back is that they were able to at times, like you said, uh, move it to a four at the back and still have that dominance and and be able to suffocate teams regardless of 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 the 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 defensive numbering and so i i think that because they had that confidence it it sort of gave pep guardiola the the gumption i think to play a four at the back against watford whereas if it hadn't worked out like that maybe maybe he favors a different formation and and we're still left with a lot of questions 
But it's great to see that whether it's four at the back or three at the back, like I said, they're getting the wins and dominating the teams that they should be dominating. That means if you're going to win in four competitions, those type of things have to happen. You can have the Everton draw, just have those dominating wins, you know, rip off 10 wins before you have a draw sort of deal. Absolutely. And since you, you mentioned it, um, the most recent game, obviously yesterday, Saturday, the Watford, let's just go ahead and, and go to that one. Um, if, or did you have any final thoughts about Feyenoord or? Uh, I, dude, it was a 72-28 comprehensive <laughs> beatdown. I mean, there's, it, it happened. Let's, let's talk Watford. Sounds good. All right. So the Watford game was, to me, the most impressive performance that I've seen City, even against Liverpool, I think that this was their bet was City's best performance of the season so far. What do you think? Yeah, it was easily the most comprehensive performance of of the year. I, you know, even Raheem Sterling was allowed to take a penalty because it was so comprehensive. I just thought really it. It showcased a little bit of everything. You know, Aguero got his hat trick, which was funny because the announcers were were pushing that uh, before the game. Like, oh, if he gets a hat trick, then, then he'll own the record um, or tie the record, I believe. I think he uh, tied it, yeah. Yeah, he tied the record. Um, and, and sure enough, Aguero turns in the hat trick, but – it also show it also showcased that the two up top can work and it is working and and Jesus and Aguero are playing off one another and it's hurting teams and yeah even even if they play it with two at the top where uh, where Jesus is excuse me playing out wide i mean that that assist that Jesus had where he went around uh, Jan Mott, or, mm-hmm. or I guess it, it, was, it wasn't it was quite. The, it, was, it, 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 was, it was the hockey assist. That's, yeah, it was the hockey assist. It. Exactly. That's, that's a great way of putting it. That's kind of – I really think that the pass that sets up the pass can sometimes be just as incisive, but I get why they only give out – the one assist, but, but I, I really, if you, he gets the credit for that damn goal, you know, he made it happen. I just abused beyond not. Yeah. By, by tracking back and being able to win the ball, I mean, talk about just hustle and showing off the athleticism and really showing why Pep, I believe just loves Jesus and wants to get him in the games as much as possible. Um, that that play was excellent, just top to bottom. It was ridiculous, man. It was ridiculous. You could hear Jan Mott hitting the boards. He went at it so hard, but he was chasing shadows. Like, Jesus was already gone by the time he got there. And, and, and you know, it's just – it showcases the ridiculous talent that's that's on this squad. Like, it doesn't matter where you look – there's somebody capable of doing that on this city squad, whether yeah. it's David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne, Gabriel Jesus, or Aguero with his goal where he danced past four defenders. <laughs> I mean, yeah. let's not let's he turned in the hat trick. Let's not forget Aguero's performance, which you can get to that oh, in a yeah. minute. Yeah, but, I want to talk about him later <laughs> on. Absolutely, but. It it just sort of emphasizes the point that this is a an extremely talented squad, and if you're going to beat them, you're going to have to account for everyone. Yep, and I think this was one of the games where leading up the commentary was that Watford, along with City and United, was was one of the three unbeaten teams. I think Watford had been playing a little bit more of an attacking style, and so. What I was reading leading up was that Watford were going to come out and play. And to their credit, I think they they did. But it's like you said, with the talent level that City have, you almost understand why teams decide to put 10 men behind the ball 
and park the bus against Pep's team. Yeah, like I said, dude, it's the equivalent of a run game. They're stacking eight in the box. It's really like there's you don't have much choice. They're their run game is that good. That City's game is so good that that's basically what you have to do is stick 10 men behind the ball uh, in in order to have a chance. If you come at City and try and play like Watford did, that's exactly what will happen to you. But you know what, though? There are plenty of managers in the Premier League that are going to bring it, you know, because the object of it is to win games, and you can't win games if you're not taking your chances. And you're not gonna you're gonna get even fewer chances if you park ten behind, you know, and and basically invite the other team on to you. Um you you're just not gonna get many chances that way unless you're in Atletico Madrid, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just an ill advised thing to do against uh, and and you know what? There are rewards to be had. Like I said, there 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 are times when a Pep Guardiola team they just turn in what you would call a duck of a performance, and and you can get those wins. So there's fruit to be had at the top of the tree if 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 you're willing to climb it and you're willing to put in the effort, you know. So it it it's a credit to Watford that they came out there. Uh, hull of ass, man. I thought he was going to get a red card early on, dude. That guy, he just, he, yeah. he was, he was, <laughs> he, I, you know, when they were running down it, the fact that he was the most uh, carded and penalized player in the Premier League, I'm like, yeah, I can see it. Like, yeah, he, he, the, calling his challenges um, uh, reckless is probably doing them a disservice. At some times, um, but I mean, you know, the ref only saw to give him the one yellow, and he stayed in the game. But you know, ultimately, it didn't end up mattering because he again just the attack was way too much. Um, the weather, you know, is a little bit wet on the pitch early on. I thought maybe that would slow things down, and nope, uh, not the at goal all. Scoring came quick and you know, which we, is funny two of those were offside yeah yeah I, I, I was, I, one of them was really offside like it shouldn't have been missed the other one i can totally it's it well, was offside but it was still well, me, one of those 50 50 deals go ahead well i was gonna say let me ask you which one because i think i know which one i believe was the blatant offside which one did you Jesus. Jay Zeus. Jay Zeus okay, yeah. was, was yeah. blatantly offside. Aguero was a hair uh or uh, right it was Aguero on the or It was Aguero's header. It yeah, was, it was Aguero it was, it was Aguero's header and, and and then Gabriel Jesus. Yeah. Aguero was just slightly off. But yeah. it was one of those things that if you're calling it like, look, man, those those goals are going to get turned in and the flag's going to stay down sometimes. It's just mm-hmm. the way of the gun. It, that's when, you know, when, when, that, when they talk about the soccer gods, those are the soccer gods, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but Gabriel Jesus, that should have been was, missed. That was yeah, all sides. That was very blatant. I mean, I, I will take the goal, absolutely, uh, because uh, Lord knows with the officiating. Our job, our job is to analyze. <laughs> I'll, I'll take, you know, the, the, my – my job on on Saturday and my job on days like today are vastly different, you know. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, it's it's one of those things where, given the refereeing decisions that have gone against City, especially last season, I'll take any amount of goodwill that we possibly can get from the refs. Speaking as a fan, there, um, you know, we will take it. The fans don't care. If the score, if the if the flag stays down, the flag stays down. And Jesus finished the chance. I mean, you know, he could have missed it, but put it in the opposite corner. Yeah, he was even looking for the flag. He knew he was offside, and and I I think the chance was kind of a, 
I don't think it was him going 110%. I think it was sort of a, a 75% effort from him because I think he thought he was off. He think he knew he was offside, but he still finished the chance because he's that good. Yep. <laughs> and, and he kind of yeah, looks well, up. It is not offside, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna yeah. shoot her." You know, yeah, go, go, Gomez to his credit tried, and and frankly, I mean, City could have put more by. Uh, Watford, if Gomez had not actually made a couple of very key stops. So uh, I think that was one, again, where Gomez probably, he thought Jesus was offside. He probably also didn't give his his best effort on that one. But, you know, it's it, it, it's hard to, to be a keeper and when your defense is just letting guys run at you, basically unchecked at, at some points during the game. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was about, I was about to say that the, the Kevin De Bruyne free kick was, was an example of, of him making one of those saves that you're talking about. I mean, he turned in an admirable performance. He really yeah. did. Um, well, well, yeah, I mean, and, and speaking as, as a keeper, I mean, that's what, what I played in high school and then briefly. Uh, for a club team in college, yeah, I mean, you can try your best, but at some point in time, the defense has to help you out. And in this game, Watford, I mean, they, they were overrun, you know, after within the first I would minutes, also but... say on Jesus' goal that, that we're praising Gomez, but on Jesus' goal, he really should have done better. That ball yeah. shouldn't have made it through. Well, well, that's where I think, too, maybe everyone just kind of took that play off. But what I was going to go into is just, you know, Wofford's defense left left something to be desired. But truthfully, and we kind of buried the lead, the lead earlier on this one, when you're turning in a master class like what Sergio Aguero put on, there's almost you – know, I don't think there's a defense in the Premier League that can hold up when he is just on fire like that. No, he's he's turned in enough performances that you know th- what this guy has brought to the Premier League is is special. You know, it, he he goes underappreciated, I think, because the tendency of the media to beat up City and and that, like if this dude played for Man United. If Aguero played for Man United, it's it, it, the 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 filleting that would take place oh, would be would would just... rival would rival some of Jenna Jameson's finest work. Like it, it I mean, <laughs> I I, and, I, I and, hate and... to use such a crude reference, but I I mean, it's it it just it. He's so damn well, if, good and doesn't get the credit he deserves. Maybe the City fan in me, but I, I believe that. No, I, I'm there with you. I mean, if, if the, the English media treat guys like Harry Kane as if they were, you know, gods amongst men, and I'm sorry, I will take Aguero over Kane every single day of the week and twice on Sundays. I'll take uh, Aguero over any striker in the Premier League. I think that's fair. I mean, absolutely. I can't think of anyone that's that's better than him at this point. There are only a handful of strikers that I would take over Aguero, to be honest. Just with worldwide. Like out, yeah. out, out and out strikers, there are only two, because I don't think Neymar is a striker. I don't think Neymar and Aguero are interchangeable. I, I think Suarez. Mm-hmm. And and Lionel Messi, even though he's not the striker on that team, he's he's their main goal scorer. Um, but I guess if you count him, then you'd have to count Ronaldo. Yeah, I guess there's really only one striker out and out that I Just would take striker, ahead of. Yeah. yeah, that I would take ahead of Aguero, and that's Luis Suarez. And <clears throat> I don't know what that says about Aguero, like. I mean, even worldwide, he's still one of the best strikers in the world. I mean, yep. <laughs> he's had as much success as as, as uh, Luis Suarez has had on the international level, too. 
and yet he gets, yeah, it's like you said, I mean, just no praise. Um, the goal from Aguero that I will remember was his third goal. Mm-hmm. How you can put the spin from that angle with defenders around you and the keeper to beat, it, it almost defied physics to watch that one curl in and hit the post and luckily knock in. But still, that was due to the the trajectory of the ball that Aquero was able to put on it. Yeah, he is. I, I mean, I, I thought in my head is, you know, as much as one can for those brief moments as these things happen. But I thought that once he got past the first dude, it was going to be interesting. Like he was going to have a shot. And I'm like, wow, this, this, this could be, you know, I didn't expect him to do what he did. I thought maybe he'd blast it in near post or something with mm-hmm. a, a low power shot, just, you know, beating Gomez because he's old and can't get down as, as quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, that, that third goal was just a thing of beauty. It, it, it's just, ah, man, I like I said, there is only one striker that I would take ahead of Aguero in, in the world. That's how good that guy is. He just has the ability to do uh, otherworldly things. And as long as he's firing like this, it just, it, it puts so much pressure on opposing teams. Like, Look, we we've got Crystal Palace coming up, and and you know Palace has to be sitting there going if they put five past Liverpool and six past Watford, you know what are they going to do to us? Yeah, we can get to that in a little bit when we talk about the previews. But um, I wanted to get your thoughts, Josh, just on the last three matches. I mean, City have put in. Let's see, 15 by my count to zero over the last three. Yeah, yeah. it's been it's it's um, been ridiculously good. What what are your main takeaways from those three? Um, I've got mine that we can get to, but kind of what in in terms of the broader picture, what do you think those three games say about City this year? Okay, doing two positives and two negative takeaways. I think a positive takeaway is is that City are turning in their chances. Pep Guardiola talked in the early season about City needing to turn in their chances when they get them, and, and these games were an example of what happens when you turn in your chances. <clears throat> uh, they're also – an example of what city can look like when they're playing at their peak and everybody's doing their job. That's, that's the second takeaway is that they've reinvigorated Manchester city as a team. And it showcased these team performances with everybody getting in on the action. And that's sort of the beautiful thing about this is when you're putting in the work and and you're doing your job with Pep, you're going to have a lot of fun because you're going to score a lot of goals. And it incentivizes players to go out there and work and to do their job because it's like, look, if, if, if I do my job, you know, it's like Raheem Sterling. He may not have had the best game on Saturday. He missed a couple of chances, you know, that, that you want to see him turn in. But he – earned a penalty and Pep Guardiola let him take it because he put in his work. Well, and Aguero already had a hat trick at that point, but he, he let him take it largely because he had put in his, his shift, you know, he had done, he had done a shift and, and there are rewards to be had for everyone. Center backs are, are scoring goals. Uh, you know, uh, uh, wingers or wing backs are, are getting assists. Center p- or set pieces are working. That's, that's city at their operational finest. So those are my yep. two positive takeaways. 
Okay. Two negative, and... two negative takeaway. It, one <clears throat> is um, I, I don't really know how much you can take away outside of the Liverpool performance because these aren't exactly the best teams. Um, they're good yeah, teams, that's fair. But, it, but again, it's teams that City should beat. That's 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 all I would say about that. It's it's not really worth belaboring. But again, I still think there's stuff to take away. It's just these are teams that they should beat, so they're doing what they should. That's that's yeah. sort of where you draw the line. Is all right, you're doing what you should. If if you're if you're looking at this game like Pep would, he's going to say, all right, it's great. Five goals, six goals, four goals. Congrats, guys. But that's what I expect of you. You're, you're, you're capable of scoring that every time. So yep. can City keep that up and turn in those type of performances against the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's, and, and the Manchester United's of the world? And and the other takeaway would be that there are still a few missed opportunities here and there. Even if you look at those games, they could have been much worse. Like, Aguero got his third goal, in my opinion, the hard way. He had a couple of other chances to, to turn in a goal that would have been a lot easier than the third one he nabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, these, this is nitpicking, you know. This is this is stuff you're just nitpicking because City are playing so well. Well, and, but to be fair, I mean, I don't think Pep is satisfied. I don't think Pep will be satisfied. No, and that's why I'm <laughs> taking this approach, and I am nitpicking, is because I'm do, I'm trying to approach it like he would, and and to him, these are things that he would say. You know, you're still not turning in your chances when when you can, and it's. And it's okay, you're playing this well against teams that you should, but are you going to carry this, these sorts of performances into the games that matter? And, and that's not to say that Feyenoord doesn't matter because it's a Champions League game, but City should win this group going away. Yeah, yeah, I, I, absolutely. I mean, City have, had to be the odds-on favorite to win, to win the group, so I, I agree with that. My takeaway, what I was going to say from these three games, is to highlight the Jesus and Aguero pairing and how positive I think that is moving forward. I was one of the ones you know, very much doubting if that pairing would work in the Premier League. And early on the season, I still had those doubts. But over these last three, I feel that there's been an understanding between Sergio and Jesus where they they have stopped kind of running into each other. They've stopped occupying the same space. and They've I, learned what each other are going to do and can yeah, do. Exactly. And to me, that's going to be a huge positive for the season. Um, so to go ahead and start wrapping this one up then, Josh, because I think what we will plan to do for the listeners is put out our preview pod for Crystal Palace later on in the week. But I wanted to get your thoughts since uh, City have another midweek game coming up, this time in the English Carabao Carabo Cup. Again, we our we only pledge the is right. to mispronounce everything. Uh, <laughs> uh, against West Brom uh, on the on – this is, this is is this the is this the FA Cup or the renaming of the Capital I, yeah. One Cup? I think this is a renamed Capital One Cup. I think. Don't if, if you know if if we're wrong on that, tweet us, get at us. Um, yeah. <laughs> let let me know if I'm wrong on that. But either way, this is a match that. Like I, I'm pretty sure is. the FA Cup is the FA Cup, and this is this is the renamed Capital One Cup. I think so, but you know, it's a game that just personally, I think, is way down on the importance list in terms of what City's goals are for this year. I know as a fan, would I want to win it? Sure. But, I mean, frankly, do I care? Not really. Um, so what would It you... is the renamed – it is, in fact, the renamed Capital One Cup. Okay, great. I'm glad we were right about that. Um, to me, what I see with this game is it's a chance for Pep 
to get the younger guys like Brahim and Odin to get them some time, I think that Pep will also probably get Sané and Sterling in there. Um, I don't believe Sané – he did not sub in against Watford. Uh, no, no, I take that back. He did. It was a very late sub for David Silva. Um, Sterling also – well, Sterling started that game. But we haven't seen Sané and Sterling start a game together on the wings. No. Uh, last last season, that was kind of almost a go-to for City, to have those two on the wings and just allow them to run at defenders for a full 90. So I think that Pep may go back to that in this game. I would be surprised if Aguero plays. I do think he'll probably keep Jesus in, though. But ultimately, mm-hmm. I think that this one will be an opportunity to get some youth guys in, let the, guy, let the younger players that have the legs, that don't need the rest, you know, let them get in there against a team. I mean, there's no guarantee that West Brom will even put their starters out here. Um, they could go to their academy and second-string guys as well. So to me, this is a game that City can just use as basically a glorified scrimmage. What do you think about that one? I'd like to think that West Brom will will bring it, and I apologize about the, the Husks. My, my Huskies are... I have three Huskies right now, and and they're going at it in the living room. Gotcha. If anybody, anybody who, if anybody has Huskies, they'll they'll know that they love to play and growl. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I I I agree with the first part of your statement that City are going to use this game as an opportunity to get some young guys in there and and to get some of their their key guys a rest. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin De Bruyne gets a rest. Um, You know, he was kind of used a lot last season and his production – I think, and a lot of people have noted, tends to wane when he's a bit fatigued. But fortunately, yeah. it doesn't take much to get him rested. I, I think this could be a game where he gets some rest, maybe. <clears throat> um, but I don't think West Brom are going to mail it in. I mean, the, he, he, this is a cup that anybody really has the chance to win. And, you know, uh, if if City put out a weakened squad, and and you have your full strength A squad. It gives you a really good chance to win the game. And yeah, um, Pep Guardiola has a history of underperforming in these types of competitions. So um, it it wouldn't be shocking to you, you know you have to be wary of these types of upsets. <clears throat> yeah, so it can I, definitely happen. I just don't think West Brom would mail it in. I I I do think that that it's it should favor City and should, City should put out a a weakened squad to some extent. But I wouldn't put out you know an international champions cup squad or anything. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah, I, I don't exactly want to see like. Mangala starting, for example. Yeah, you don't want to see Mangala starting starting alongside Adarabayo, you know, with with Danilo operating as as the third center back and and the captain. You know, it's just you don't want to see that. You still want yeah. to see you still want to see some anchoring and and some productivity on the team, but. But if City are going to compete in four competitions, this is the type of game where you got to get some guys some rest. And that's why I agree with you about Aguero. I think he will see the bench on Saturday, uh, or excuse me, midweek. I don't think it will be uh, 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 because of of anything he did wrong. I just I think he's put in a you know. He's he's put in work over the last several games, and he's earned it. You know, everybody yeah. needs a day off. Yep, that's exactly. Well, uh, I think that'll about do it for we this We should talk for like five seconds about <laughs> FIFA 18. I haven't bought it yet. 
I I am so bad when it comes to video games. I mean, I noticed the ratings came out. Um, ben Mindy so had, had had the great shot about his seventy eight rating. Um, <laughs> that w- w- was kind of good. Um, I'll tell you what, man. Let's save that one for, for the next one. Maybe I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm to, totally fine. I'm totally to, fine to get that. down to GameStop and actually buy it. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it comes. It actually comes out a week from Tuesday, but oh, okay. the, but 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 the demo is out, and if you have EA early access, then then people do own it, so it is kind uh, of okay. out. I just I'm not a subscriber to EA early access. It's not worth it to me. Like I'll, I'll wait and pick it up. Later. I buy yeah. I buy maybe two or three video games a year at this point. Um, I did though before we we leave, Josh. I did want to give a shout out to one of our Twitter followers, Daniel Solorzano. I'm very sorry, Daniel, if I'm mispronouncing your name, man. Solorzano. Um, yes, he has correctly guessed two scores in a row. He called the four zero to Feyenoord, and I think he called the the two one um, earlier on in, in the season as well. So I, we, we promised him a shout-out, forgot to get to it the last pod. So here it is, man, overdue. Um, congratulations. Yeah, let's much, much overdue. <laughs> yeah, let's, <clears throat> let's, let's see who is the most memorable guesser at the end of the year. I sh- maybe, I we should, just... maybe we should start keeping track. I was going to say, maybe we'll, that's something that, that we can do. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about that later mm-hmm. on. But for this one, you know, it was a, it's been a great week for Manchester City, yep. really just taking care of business at the top of the table, tied with the Reds. Um, you know, it, I think it's going to be a back-and-forth battle all season long. But for to hear us talk about City, you can follow us on Twitter at, at AmericaCitizens. Thanks to the Twitter limits, we were not able to put the full American citizens in there. I am at J.D. Siegley, that's J-D-S as in Sam, E-I-G-L-I-E. Josh, how can people find you, man? At Fight on Twist. Um, I'm verified. I got the blue check, so you can – it's I'm easy to find. Though, I'm not really worth following unless you like college football. I don't really tweet about Manchester City much from my personal account, um, I, I do. It's not that I'm afraid to or, or don't. It's just the account tends to be dominated by college football news more so than Manchester City. So unless you're an avid college football fan, I wouldn't waste your time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but if you want to get uh, all three of us, I'm including, of course, Gray in there as well. You can follow us at the America Citizens Twitter handle. For all of us, thanks, guys, for listening. We appreciate all the feedback and everything that you guys give to us. So, again, have a good one, and that'll be it for us. Later, guys.